Hello folks, my name is Rick Pearson and this is Prophecy USA, a program specifically designed to unveil the hidden mystery of America's role in Bible prophecy. Last week we were at Christian Retreat in Bradenton, Florida with part one of our interview with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. Stay tuned for part two after this brief message and you are there. So, so Ishtar or Ashtoreth, the way we've understood it, the way I've read it, is they put a pole in the ground in the, in the image of a woman, and they would get around that pole, and they would, they would have temple prostitutes, but the woman would be carved, or the, the pole would be carved in the image of a woman. Now, today, in North America, we have 3,500 strip clubs with a pole in the middle but it's not carved like a woman. We have live women hanging off that. Now, I have likened that onto uh, asterisk poles in the nation. Would I be correct in assuming that? Well, it's certainly interesting. Like, why? How did a pole get 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 uh, mixed in with with you know erotic dancing? It's kind of strange. So it is very interesting. Uh, it is interesting, you know. But it, but definitely, listen. The entire culture. Of go pornography of sexualization is all linked to this and you know what it, rick it's like clockwork you cannot you know if we were back if you and i lived back say early 60s and we saw well hey the, our cultures are just kind of beginning to move away we if we knew if we know what the bible said here and we were very in on this we could have said here's what it's going to lead to it's going to lead to this this and this and it all has exactly and, as it was back then exactly. and the bible warned us and there's something else you said in your book that, that I found fascinating. Um, you said that the goddess transformed men and women. Is she doing that now? Yes. There, there, one of the ancient inscriptions I found, the goddess says, I am a woman. I am a man. And then one of her hymns says that I also I I, 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 want it, I want it to put all the inscriptions in the Return of the God so people can see it. It says, you, you know, great one, you turn, you turn men into women, you turn women into men. And so not only we have a sexual revolution, we have this goddess who is a principality of androgyny. She blurs the line of gender. She, she merges one to the other, confuses the one with the other, replaces one with the other. Now, this is not just in the realm of sexuality. This is in the realm of everything. Because and, and you, everybody who's watching knows this, knows this spirit in a sense that you didn't, maybe you didn't identify it or not. But in our culture, we have there's a spirit that seeks to, number one, emasculate men, because that's what it would do. And that's what this goddess did. It says, it says you grow, one of her experiences says, you grind away the masculinity of men. She had a problem with men. Also, her priests, not only they dressed up in the opposite gender, but they she also had them, or many of them, surgically transitioned from men to women. And so there, in fact, I found an ancient inscription from, uh, from Babylon, from Sumer, where it says that it describes the, the, the men who had been transitioned by the goddess dancing before her, holding scalpels as if to celebrate their transition. 
And now, now look at this. Remember what Jesus said. He said, when they come back, they come back worse. So back then, she possessed a, a priesthood. She, had, she did this to her priesthood. But today, she's seeking to possess an entire generation of children to confuse them, to change them, to, to, to change them beyond. She's the trend in, in, in the Return of the Gods. At this section, I call her the Transformer. This is really the big issue of our time, is this principality. And it's so, exact. So from, from, from a Jewish tradition, we look today at, let's say, a drag queen. And everyone knows that inside the dress of a drag queen is a biological man. But only the Bible can tell us what's inside the man that's causing uh, him to do that. Yeah, and listen, you know, you know, it is, it, it's one thing, there's always been people who have, you know, been confused about gender, but yes. nothing like what's happening, there's been nothing like that, like what's happening now. Right now, one of the surveys they found that out of, of the young generation, uh, one, the, the numbers that do not identify with being basically male or female, heterosexual, are about one in five now, 20% of them. That is not that is not normal, natural, or anything to happen. This is this is beyond natural. So, do you think um, that the enchantress you mentioned in your books you talked about cultural things such as drugs, witches, and the occult? Does that all mix in together with what's happening as as North America enters into darkness? Is this part of the darkness that's coming from the Trinity? Absolutely. This this principality, this goddess, was also the goddess of the occult, of spells. It's no accident. At the same time, you have the sexual revolution, all that that's happening there. You have a revival of the occult, of witchcraft, of tarot cards, of a psychic hotlines, astrology, all that, new age. You know, all that is part of the same thing. And it, ha it happens at the same time. In fact, now it's so much so that now in America, there are more witches than there are Presbyterians. That's how far this has gone. And the thing is that, but that is what happens. Again, all these things are what happens when you turn away from God. This is, we should expect it. We are being, this is a re-paganization. Now, what we call witchcraft is actually, basically, back then it was simply paganism. You know, these things were simply that, you know. So this is what we are seeing. And the paganism is linked to the gods. Also, she's also the goddess of, intoxicating substances. She intoxicated people. So at the same time, you have the sexual revolution, you have the revival of the occult, you have the revival of drugs. We have more addiction now than we've ever had. More people on substances than we ever have, more addiction. That's all part of the same thing. And yes, it is dark. And the Bible speaks about it in the end times. It says seducing spirits. So pharmakia in the Greek means sorcery, where we get the word pharmacy from. Yes. So this it's is an this is connection. This is basically what's happened. Now we've always taught on Prophecy USA that a spirit, to put it in in modern vernacular, a spirit is a thought, an attitude, or an opinion that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. And and the Bible warns us: if you reject my knowledge, I will reject you. And He hands. He hands people over to the darkness so they don't even realize what they're doing is really going against God. Is that correct? That's exactly it. it, it you see it again and again. In Romans, it's, it speaks about 
basically the pagan world, how they fell from God. And it says they turned away from God. And so God gave them over, you know, to idolatry, to sexual immorality, all these things. And notice something, because, you know, remember, we spoke at the beginning how civilizations can be possessed. Well, now we're dealing with civilizations that are that are becoming repossessed. And that's worse in the end. The word Shadim actually means the destroyers. They end up destroying those who follow them. Which, which is the third destroying. which is the third part of the Trinity that you said is the destroyer. Yes. The destroyer is the, the is the is the principality that specifically causes parents to offer up their own children as sacrifices. Now that's, it's hard for us to imagine it, and yet that was not uncommon in the pagan world. Human sacrifice, child sacrifice, infanticide, child abuse, you know, you know uh, all this was part of the pagan world. It was not safe to be a child. Well, the, you know what, you know what stopped it, Rick? The only thing that stopped it in the world, I mean, all, all over was, Jesus was the gospel. That's Jesus what stopped, stopped the killing of children. You know, that that there alone tells you how right the faith is. I mean, and, and Jesus was not against the people that were doing it. He was against the spirits that were lying to the people that were leading them into darkness. Yeah, we, we always we are to love that. You know, we listen. We're all in the same boat. We're all we all would be in the same boat if it wasn't for Jesus. I mean, we'd be in that boat. But we're all we're all listen. We have to pray for each one. We have to love each one. Jesus, his arms are open to everyone, no matter what they're into. Uh, you know, he, he's the one who who delivered people from satanic possession and they became his, his disciples. You know, exactly. listen, such, except for the grace of God, there go all of us, you know. So, yeah, we have to pray. We are not. That's why, you know, in the beginning you said, you know, Paul said we war not against against flesh and blood, not against people. We war against principalities. And we got to remember that. And the thing is that. And, and so now, like clockwork, Rick. You know, the, the warning is, Jesus said, well, okay, you know, this was cast out, but the warning is if you em start emptying yourself of God, this prayer spirit, this God, quote, is coming back as well. Moloch, the destroyer, is coming to America, is coming to Canada, is coming to the world, and coming to the West. And so that's exactly what happened. And you know, it's interesting because it's the nations that knew God that led in the apostasy. When they turned for God, they led in abortion, they led in all these things. So, you know, they would say that, you know, you say, well, how, how do we compare what happened to Israel? When Israel turned away from God, what did they do? They started offering up their children. Exactly. When we turned away from God, like clockwork, first is Baal, the turning, then is the goddess, the, the, the sexual revolution. What then happens at the end of the 1960s? Abortion. We begin to offer up our children. It's not enlightened. This is the, this is the defining act of paganism. And that is that that how would a parent offer up her his or her own child? Well, you know what? Jesus said they come back worse. It, Israel killed thousands of its children. We have killed in America over 64 million of our children. They come back worse. And in the return of the gods, I we don't have time to go into it, but I actually open up the mystery beat that when you look at the rituals involved in child sacrifice with the you, what you see something amazing that all these rituals are paralleled by what is do, being done today in abortion it's the same spirit it's a, you know actually you know what you know the, the same nations that had abortion back then had child sacrifice and infanticide or one form or another and it was the gospel coming in that ultimately brought this to a final end but when you take away god you know what comes back? Death. Death. So um, Moses wrote in Numbers 35, 33, 
he was talking about the nation of Israel and he warned them. And he said, so you, this is in Numbers uh, 3533. So ye shall not pollute the land wherein you are, for blood it defileth the land, and the land cannot be cleansed of the blood that is shed therein, but by the blood of him that shed it. Now, when Israel fell in ancient times, was the destroyer the final spirit that provoked judgment in the covenant nation of Israel, or were there other signs? Well, is that the final sign? There, there, yeah, there were. I mean, there were signs, but and there and it wasn't one sin. There were many, but that sin above all. You're absolute. That sin above all invoked judgment. You cannot kill thousands of children and 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 expect God to be silent. You cannot kill what you cannot kill sixty four million children and expect God to be silent. So what happened? That, you know, when you remember when Jeremiah went to the Valley of Hinnom and he. He smashed that jaw yes. and he yes. said the nation will, well, well, he did so looking over the valley where they had offered up all, all their children, Jeremiah 19. And, and, and what he speaks about is what they did to their children in that valley. And he said, what was done to the children will be done to you. And that's exactly what happened. So yes, that remember the gods are dangerous and the gods are, uh, the Shadim are destroyers, all of them, you know, all of them. But, you know, think, look what they do. Just like when someone's possessed, what do they do? They, they harm themselves, self-harm. You know, they actually, the demoniac cut himself. Yes. Well, he causes a nation, a culture, a person to harm, harm itself. You know, parents offering up their own fruit of their lives. I mean, you know, you know, it causes that. And so, yes, this is a dangerous thing that leads to destruction. Okay. Now, I'm going to ask you a question um, concerning Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, according to Genesis 19, uh, there were two angelic visitors came to warn uh, Lot of the impending judgment. And the night before Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed, a large group of men paraded down the street, insisting that the angelic visitors engage sexually with them. Do you believe that the spirit gods have something to do with the parades in the modern world in North America? And if, if so, could you explain that from a Hebrew perspective? Now, Lot didn't come to judge people. He came to warn people, you're going the wrong way. So how does that fit in with your book, The Return of the Gods? You're not here to judge people. You're here to warn people. We're here, we're here to see people, and we're here to deliver yes. people, and we're here to set people free. You know, many yes. people have come out of all these things and gotten saved, you know, and that's what we're, that's why we're here. Again, is there, but for the grace of God, go all of us. But thank God, we thank God we're saved. We are here to warn and to, to ultimately save. It's about life. So, yeah, so they're actually... There, the the enchantress or the transformer was that goddess, you know, who turned men into women. Actually, was the goddess of parades, and she actually I, I put it into the Return of the Gods. You actually see the inscriptions. It says the people of Sumer parade before you. She made the people parade. Now, what kind of parades did they have? The parades they had were she she caused men to parade in the city streets dressed up as women. Women in the city streets parading as men. It, the, parade, the parades were filled with color. They were filled with licentiousness and with the bending of gender. Does that sound familiar? Well, they're yes. back. Um, that's number one. Number two, here, here, she actually claimed one month of the year where she especially possessed the culture. And you know that when I looked, Rick, 
at the original writings of the early Christians, and because and, it was still happening back then. Uh, and I looked at the writings of St. Jerome. St. Jerome identifies the month of item parades, processions, but you know what it was? And gender, you know what it was? Have it's no the idea. month of, he calls it Iunium, or or in, in Latin, Junium, or the month of June. Well, June has returned to what to its pagan form. You know, remember, Jesus said that the spirits go back to the house they have. Well, the, this goddess possessed June. She's gone back to that house. And do you know what one of, one of the key signs of this goddess was? Was the, and this is and listen? This is right there in the in the Sumerian uh, inscriptions. It's there. Was the sign of the rainbow. So it's no accident what we're seeing now. And I will so, I will even tell you how 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 big this is that it's even affected the Supreme Court in America. Example: There were three decisions by the Supreme Court that changed marriage, changed sexuality, ended with the famous uh, 2015 when marriage was redefined forever. Well, it started in 2003, three decisions over 12 years. Um, so here's the thing. Every one of them took place in June, in the, in, the, in the specific time of June near the summer solstice, which is the time of the goddess. Each one took place on June 26th, the same exact day, and that the date was linked to the goddess. And not that the Supreme Court knew what it was doing. It just happened. But on top of it, if you remember the day when the light, when the, when President Obama lit up the yes. White House as a rainbow yes. to celebrate marriage. Well, you know what? That night on the ancient calendar, but the biblical calendar and the Babylonian calendar was the 10th day of the month of Tammuz. The 10th of Tammuz. By the way, the Tammuz, the, the, the name Tammuz is already linked to the goddess. It was part of her mythology. I won't even go into it. But the 10th of Tammuz, I, I, I found a Babylonian inscription that said that day is appointed to cast a spell to cause a man to love a man. That was the day that marriage was changed. So so most of our regular viewing audience uh, on Prophecy USA have been taught that the covenant nation of America was built upon Judeo-Christian principles of the Ten Commandments. And in fact, uh, the statue of Moses sits at the peak of the Supreme Court in Washington, D.C. So Basically, what you're saying that these gods or spirits can actually affect the rulings of the Supreme Court uh, or the exact times they're handed down. And Moses is looking down, watching this with the Ten Commandments yeah. in his hand, and we're walking away from our Judeo-Christian foundation, and we might be walking in a direction that has a steep cliff at the end of it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. And the thing is that that when you look, uh, Rick, you know, it's amazing you said that. I actually mentioned in the book that, you know, it, it's Moses holding the Ten Commandments, but when he held the Ten Commandments, he looked down and he looked and he saw his nation worshiping a golden calf and a nation in apostasy. And then he smashed those. So now you still have the face of Moses. By the way, not only the Supreme Court, but you also, when, when the Supreme Court was actually doing these things, it's actually going against God, way, the ways of God. You have Moses there, you know. But not only that, when it, when the president speaks at the State of the Union, you know, when he stands there, there's one face looking down on him, directly down front. It's the face of Moses looking down on America. It's like a replaying of what happened at, at Mount Sinai with the Golden Calf. Exactly. Which brings us right back that we're a covenant nation just like Israel. Is God cut a, a covenant with Israel, but America cut a covenant with God. 
we don't replace Israel, but we are a second covenant nation. Do you believe that in your heart? Oh, yeah. There's, well, well, there's a difference. Yeah, the distinction is that that Israel, you know, God God made the covenant with Israel and Israel, there's no, you know, Israel is Israel, that, that you know, that whole thing, that's it. But America is unique because number one, it's the only other civilization that we know of that was founded from the beginning because of God, not I mean, exactly. because of, not because of tribes, not because of ethnicity, not because of territory, but it was dedicated by the Puritans to God. And the Puritans actually dedicated America to, to be set up after the pattern of Israel, after the pattern of uh, an Israel in the new world. You know, so it's clearly that. But here's the here's the thing, uh, Rick, if you look at all my books, you know, or, or most of them, you know, from the harbinger to the paradigm to the return of the gods, the harbinger to what what you'll see is that there's something there. And that is that everything that happened to Israel when it turned away from God is happening to America and the West right now. Like right. clockwork, right. the sign harbinger. The harbinger showed the signs that came in the last days of Israel. The the paradigm showed the people and the events that re, are replaying from Israel. Uh, the harbinger too says it's continued. The return of the gods are the gods and spirits that were there. So it's all part of this. So you know the 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 blessing is. You remember John Winthrop and <laughs> yes. John Winthrop. Puritan said, "If we follow God, we'll be the most blessed." People on earth. Well, it happens. He said, you know, we'll be like Israel. He said, we'll be like Israel. That's the whole thing was based on Israel. But he said, if we turn away from God, then the judgments that came on Israel will come upon us. And, and that's exactly where we are now. Everybody forgets that, that that other part. They overlook the warning. But that's exactly what I'm telling, what I'm sharing, what I'm writing right now. That's where we are. The, the gods have come back and they're dangerous and they're affecting everybody who's watching. And in Ezekiel 33, 8 and 9, uh, I believe it says that uh, I desire not the death of the wicked, but that the wicked would come back and be restored. You are not judging anyone for their lifestyle, but you do feel led to warn people that we're heading somewhere with the way that the society is going. Where do you believe we're heading to? Is there hope? Well, well, first off, yeah, there's always hope. And as long as there's God and every one of my books ends with hope, the last part of the book is called The Other God, which is about the true God and the power. And I'll, and I'll, 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 show, I'll share that in a second. But just to say this, keep this in mind. When the gods came back, in a sense, think about this, they, they come back with a vengeance because they were cast out by the gospel. So what have they been trying to do? They've been trying to cast the gospel, the word of God, out of the culture ever yes. since. And that's yes. exactly what we're saying. It makes sense. They were also cast out by Christians. So they have a target on Christians, on religious freedom, on anybody who stands for the ways of God. They're coming under more and more judgment by the state. Some are even being arrested. It happened, it's happened in, Amer in Europe, Canada, America, in different degrees. But that's another thing. You know, see, the gods never come back to have tolerance. You know, they, the tolerance is to get through the door. So back in the 60s, it was anything goes, hey, just be open. It was to get in the door of a Christian civilization. Once they get in, though, then it's every knee shall bow to Baal. Every knee shall, every tongue shall confess to Ashtorah. That's where we are now. So notice how it turned from anything goes to now nothing goes except what we say must go. And, and you know, you you must think and talk and and work and live as we tell you, or we're going to cancel you. You know, and so that is exactly what has happened. So we are in that day right now, and this is very much about the end times. So what do we do? As you say, is there hope? 
Well, the future, first of all, for the nation, if America doesn't turn, if there's no revival, without revival, America's lost. Without revival, America's Canada done. is lost. Without revival, the world, you know, the West is lost. But so if there's no revival, it's going to go, it's going dark because that, because the end of these things with these gods is not good. It's always destruction. And when you look at the, when you look at what the Bible says about the last days, it goes right in line with all everything we just said. But but now, what about what about is there hope? There is hope for the one who turns to God. There is hope for believers. First of all, remember something. You know, when Moses crossed the Red Sea, he he wrote a song. He said, "Micha mocha ba'elim Adonai, who is like you, O Lord, among the gods." There's no comparison between the one true living God and any god in this world. The 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 people of God have the power. To overcome all things. Look what the name of Jesus did 2,000 years ago. Cast spirits out of an entire civilization. Everyone who's listening right now who's got Jesus, you have that same power. But remember something. Remember Gideon. Gideon was a great hero in the Bible, but he could not become a great hero. He could not fight the good fight until he did something. In his backyard, there was an altar to Baal. He had to get rid of that old backyard of before he could fight the armies of Baal on the battlefield. So same with all of us. If there's anything in your life that is not of God, that is another God, that's an idol or something that's out of, out of his will, that it's a stronghold that links up with it, like for pornography or anything like that, it links up with it. Get it out of your life. Do what Gideon did. Smash the altar. Smash it so you cannot even touch it anymore. Then God will use you powerfully for the day you live in. And remember right. something when you look, Rick, at what is happening in the world, you know, this is this is a one, it's not new in one sense. I mean, it's 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 an unprecedented degree and, and form, but this is what Moses dealt with. He dealt with the gods of Egypt. Elijah dealt with a god Baal. You know, Jeremiah dealt with a god Moloch. Uh, Paul dealt with the gods of Rome. So did the first believers. So every, the biblical person pretty much had to stand against the spirits of the age and stand against the sacred cows of the age. That is our, that is our heritage. That is our honor. We have the honor of living in such a time as this. You know what, Rick, what's the most exciting part of a movie? The last 15 minutes. So that's where God put us. And so we have the honor of standing when it counts. So if the dark is getting darker, it is time for the lights of God to get brighter. And to remember that the God you have, there's only one true living, almighty, uh, omniscient, eternal God. And that's the God who lives with you, who you have. If you received him, Jesus, you've been born again. You've got that God. If you haven't been born again, you need to be born again. Rabbi, at, him, at that point, yeah. at that point, could you just... Could you just lead our audience in a prayer sure. to help them overcome whatever that's, that they are battling with? Could you just lead them in that prayer? Jesus said, if yeah, you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. Could you just lead our audience briefly in a prayer? Let's do it. Let's do it right now. First of all, for everybody listening, if you're not sure yet you're saved, you're born again, you're going to be, you're going to make it to heaven. Pray with me right now. Simply to say yes to the Lord from here on in, you're going to follow him. Just, just pray after these words. Lord God, I come to you now and I ask you to come into my life, into my heart. Thank you for loving me, for giving your life, dying for my sins, rising from death so I could be saved. And this moment I say, yes, come into my heart, come into my life, forgive me of my sins, cleanse me, wash me, make me new, fill me. And from this moment on, I'm going to follow you as your disciple. Lead me on from this moment as I follow you. 
now and all the days of my life as your disciple in the name of Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, my Savior. Folks, we trust that you prayed that prayer with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. Please contact us and let us know so we can send you some very important biblical information. But unfortunately, we're out of time right now. This is Prophecy USA. My name is Rick Pearson, reminding you that God's in total control. Jesus Christ is alive, and he's coming back much sooner than many people think. See you next week on Prophecy USA. Shalom. Shalom.